Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cub Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors Roundtable. It's a three. In and out. Rebound. Payton. Out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Above the break. Here's Kevin Dana. Right and Gary St. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Warriors Roundtable on a Thursday evening. Kevin Dan alongside Gary St. Jean. A lot to talk about in the next hour. We got, of course, positive injury news on Clay Thompson and James Wiseman. We'll talk about Steph going for 50 against the Atlanta Hawks. But, Gary, we got to start with last night's game. Minnesota coming to town. Anthony Edwards putting on a show. But Andrew Wiggins, a season-high 35 points against his former team. The 123-110 win over the Wolves leaves the Warriors at 10-1, winning six in a row, and the only team in the NBA with one loss. Everyone else has at least three. Gary, what would you make of Wiggins' performance last night? Well, you know, Kev, there's a, an old adage in the NBA. When guys go against their old team, you don't have to say much to motivate them. They get fired up because they're all about pride and they want to play well against their old team and their old teammates. And holy moly, (laughs) Wiggins was terrific. And uh, he was exploding like out of the chute, driving to the basket. Uh, Of course, those two dunks were phenomenal, knocking down threes. And uh, he's a heck of a talented guy. Maybe this is going to be the start of uh, him elevating his game a little bit. He hit his first 10 shots in that game, Amazing. 22 in the first half. Yeah, it was incredible. Should mention, we are taking your calls all hour long, 888-957-9570. Hit us up if you want to talk Wiggins, you want to talk Clay, Wiseman, Steph, anything Warriors related, we got your back. And I want to go to a quote, uh, to a passage from an article from John Krasinski of The Athletic. He covers the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, Gary, this is kind of following your point. When the guy's going against his former team, you know he has a little extra juice on it. And this was from Krasinski's article after Wiggins' 35-point outburst against Minnesota. He said, one thing that Wiggins has always valued is family. It is everything to him. So when Rosas, he's referring to Gerson Rosas, former GM of Minnesota, who has since been oust. When Rosas arrived and started to preach the importance of family to Wiggins, organized a trip to the Bahamas, met with Wiggins' family, it resonated him. At a Twins game during Rose's first summer on the job, he recall, he cradled Wiggins' daughter in his arms and promised to build a relationship, not just with Wiggins the player, but Wiggins the person. So when Rose's traded him, Wiggins didn't flip out because he never flips out. But he did find it funny, all that talk about family and togetherness, only to see Rose's trade all but two of those players that took the Bahamas trip before Rose's tenure was even a year old. 
that man held my daughter, Wiggins said with disdain to anyone who asked him about both his trade and his reaction to the firing of Rosas. And he might have said, Gary, post game that it was just another game. Yeah, I used to play for the Timberwolves, but, you know, it's a different organization there. But you can't tell me that he didn't have a little something extra going into that game. Well, that's a stock answer that a player or coach gives when you go against your old team. Yeah. Oh, it's just another game. Bananas. You know, it's special. And I, I love the way you covered the whole organization. You know, as, as a coach, as a, a general manager, a, a guy in the organization, you want to get to know your players, uh, obviously their skill level and everything that makes them tick on the floor, but you want to get to know them off the floor. Uh, you want to find out about their family and how things are going for them. Uh, but then you off, always have to keep in mind that, uh, you know, it's not high school or college. It, it's the pros, and this is a business. So you do make deals. You do make transactions that you feel are going to better your team. And uh, with that said, uh, the deal was made. But I, I like the feel of what you had to say because – it seems like they developed a relationship, a trust, a respect, and that, that's, that's good. Yeah, and I want to go to something else you brought up kind of in your first point, Gary, talking about hopefully this is the start of something new that we see with, with Andrew Wiggins with respect to uh, seeing maybe more aggressiveness. And this is something that Steph Curry talked about in the post game about He talked about what Wiggins brings to the table when he is as aggressive as he was on Wednesday night against Minnesota? It's huge because obviously he's capable of doing that. He's got all the uh, physical presence and skill set to impact the game like that on the offensive end. Obviously on the defensive end he does it, but obviously an efficient night. I know he saw some familiar faces on the other side, so got him going a little bit. And, uh, you know, you obviously don't expect a damn near perfect night like that every night but the intentions and the energy and just the aggressiveness from start to finish you would love to see that it uh, gives us a whole other look especially if i can create space jp can create space he can get the right matchups and go to work you know we're, we're obviously tough to beat in those you know in that situation now gary obviously this is something that has kind of confounded especially wolves fans you know they drafted him number one overall and they wanted him to be kind of that cutthroat guy we saw on the floor Wednesday night and, and kind of the, the, the mark against Wiggins and one reason why they trade him is because he didn't always show that side. And he hasn't always shown that side with Golden State, but Golden State didn't draft him number one overall. They didn't draft him uh, to be that player that Minnesota hoped him to be. He's been a very good complimentary player for two plus seasons for, for Golden State. But uh, can we expect more of that from Wiggins more frequently, you think, or is kind of the track record so long that, all right, every now and then he's going to have a big game like this. Otherwise, he's going to be a very solid contributor, a very good third option. Well, you you heard what the MVP had to say in Steph Curry. Uh, it was a great breakdown because when you look at Wiggins, uh, he do, he's not a very emotional player like Draymond, but yet he does play hard. And, and I re really have a lot of respect for him on the defensive end, both on and off the ball. He really understands what's going on in there, the scheme and what they're trying to get done. Now, on the offensive end, you know, he, he's kind of tried to fit in and maybe fitting into a fault. Um, 
you know, the, the key to the Warriors is people movement and ball movement. But you can create shots for your teammates off of dribble penetration. Now, he was great in the open floor. But you can create opportunities for your teammates off of dribble penetration. And if you have a number of guys that can put the ball on the floor, the defense has to contract. And then, then you either finish or you kick out to teammates who have quality shots. He has that whole package. Uh, and obviously the exclamation point was the two dunks. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, that a good coaching uh, tactic would be to sit down with him and tell us what you saw here, just individually. And, uh, you know, what made you do this? And, and, and what are you feeling out there? And uh, maybe it, it's going to, a little bit more is going to come out of him. And my gosh, if you got another guy that can put it on the floor, right now they're, they're just cutting people up. But if he starts doing that on a regular basis, holy moly, I, I you know, last, uh, last night I was sitting down with my bottle of Priest Ranch wine. Did a <laughs> commercial for them last year. So I'm on my couch. I got a nice bottle there with my glass. I almost spilled my whole glass of wine when he came in and tomahawked that dunk over Towns. I mean, it's just, man, man that was strong. Oh, yeah. There were uh, like four or five wow moments where my jaw was literally dropped in that game last night. Just highlight after highlight in that game. Now, when you were coaching, Gary, when you needed someone to be more aggressive, what would you say to them? You know, sometimes what you do, and the game's changed so much. We had a lot of play calls in the old day. You know, we'd have four up, two down, one side, you know, all these different play calls. Well, what you did, and, and Steve can do this too, you look for matchups on the floor where you've got an advantage. And, and that, that's part of the game plan. But then you also may call a guy's number to get him going, getting him off the snide, maybe getting him really fired up and, and going, seeing the ball go in the basket. So, you know, whether it's a mid-post isolation, whether it's an elbow isolation, maybe you're running him off a double screen or you, you run a, a drift where he's going to be in a drift position for a corner three, all those different things that you can do. And then the icing on the cake is that he can get out in the open floor and Wow, he, you know, he's such a terrific athlete that when you get out there, the game gets easy. When you, you know, that's the reward of this defense that's the best in the league right now. And the, what's, what's your gift? You get to go out there and play fast break basketball. You're getting alley-oops for each other and all that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I think he's, I really look at him last night. He's having a terrific time. Uh, and, and that's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, all right. He might not be putting up the, the mega numbers that, that come to be expected when you do get selected first overall. But, I mean, 17 points, four rebounds, assists and a half. He's shooting a career-high 83% from the foul line, 47% from the floor, mid-30s from three. He's certainly more than doing his job. And how about we got, we're got we coming up on a break, but I, I do want to give a shout-out to Kavon Looney. I, I think he's a guy who might be underappreciated by some fans uh, because he doesn't put up the, the big stats. But 11 points, 17 rebounds, and great defense on Carl Anthony Towns, who was one of nine inside the arc last night and six for 19 overall. He he was great last night, Kavon. Well, I, you know, it, it takes a savvy fan, uh, and we have many of those Warrior fans, 
to understand what he brings to the equation. Not everybody's a scorer, but my gosh, he can defend individually like you noted uh, with Towns. He is a great position rebounder. Now, he's not going to jump over the basket to get a rebound, but if that thing's in front of him, he'll box out, he's got great hands, and he goes and pursues it. Now, he does a great thing. Is probably the best on the team right now. He sets great screens. Uh, I'm sure that Steph Curry uh, takes care of him on the road, maybe takes him out to dinner or whatever, because <laughs> he frees him up. And, and one play that sticks out to me, with Draymond after he banged knees, Andre Iguodala had the ball at the top of the key. So when you set a screen for Steph down on the baseline, you set the screen and, and the whole the whole team on defense goes to Steph. So you p- set the screen and then you slip it, yes. meaning you just step right to the basket, make eye contact with Andre, boom, you know, he had a layup. So he's come a long way. You know what else, too, Kev? I'm really happy for him. He seems injury-free. He's had a rough yeah. run. He's had a lot of injuries. But uh, he's a quality guy who accepts his role and is a part of all this winning culture. That he is. That was a big bucket that you mentioned. That kind of came in in a critical juncture, as you mentioned, after Draymond went out. We'll talk about Draymond's thigh contusion on the other side of this break. We'll talk about Wiseman and Clay's potential returns. A reminder that the Warriors 2021-22 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. Hit us up, 888-957-9570. We're taking a break. You're listening to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table. 
everybody would please take your seats. The Warriors Roundtable has returned on 95.7 The Game. Knocked it down straight on for about 28 feet. Now back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Catch the city's own USF Dons as they take over the Chase Center for the second time in three years. On November 13th, the women's team will host Cross Bay Area rival Cal at 2.30, while the men will play Stephen Curry's alma mater, Davidson, at 5.30. Get your tickets into both games. Get One ticket gets you into both games. Get your tickets now at ChaseCenter.com, where you're taking your calls all hour long, 888-957-9570 on Warriors Roundtable. We go to line one, Ryan in San Francisco, who wants to offer a different perspective on last night's win. Ryan, what's up, man? Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Great to have you on, Ryan. So... I got to say, like, I've always been an advocate of, you know, people's personal decisions. And, you know, Wiggins was making that personal decision to not get vaccinated, but turned his tune and got vaccinated not only for himself, you know, his family, but the team. And because of that, you know, we're seeing different Wiggins, in my opinion. He's He just seems happier. He seems, you know, like he fits in and... uh we haven't seen this kind of camaraderie with the team in, in some years now, and it's it's nice to see that whole bench and everyone supporting everybody, but you know, not only just everyone supporting Wiggins in his big night against us. Ryan, thanks for your call. And good point there. Gary, this is something you were, you were kind of talking about, how much he kind of fits in with this team. Well, listen, this is – you're blessed if you can be on this team uh, because you've got Steph uh, with open arms for years welcoming all these guys and he creates the culture and and the chemistry on this team and you know you've got Draymond with that big personality and the big heart and the big brain on the floor you got Clay the the guy who's just Mr. I don't know he's just Mr. Cool so you got this veteran group. You got a great coach and coaching staff. You got great fans. Great place to live. And I think he's. I think he's a sharp young guy. He's figured it out. And and to to Ray's point, I I agree with him. You know, I I sat there and you know I'm an older guy. I I'm a proponent of, of getting the vaccine. And uh, I you know what? Uh, sometimes you have an opinion on things. Smart people listen. And I think he listened to the science and everybody's thoughts and he did it for himself and for his teammates and it's helping this team get off to the best start there is in the NBA. Yeah. And my take on the vaccine thing is this is a, I guess once you heard Andrew's kind of hesitancy about it, you can understand that why the hesitancy is there. And I'm sure it rankled some feathers when he wasn't vaccinated that, that it did take until October for him to get the shot. But as far as I'm concerned, as long as you get the shot, you're good. You chose correctly. You got the vaccine. You did your part for yourself and your team and society. So that's all in the past to me. We can move on because he got the shot. He did the, He did his deed. So let's move over to Craig in San Francisco. Got another call. Call us up, 888-957-9570. Taking your calls all hour long. Craig wants to talk about what the offense will look like when Clay comes back. Clay, per Woj, 
will be returning potentially before Christmas. That's about six weeks away. So, Craig, how's it going? Yeah, my, my question more is who's going to be the odd man out? I haven't seen Damon Lee. Maybe his shoulder is bothering him. But, you know, like he was coming off the bench. seems like Gary Payton's taking his spot. And what's going to happen when Clay Thompson comes back? Because some of the players that seem like they're making a kind of a jump this year. I can answer that pretty simple. Everybody's going to move down a seat, and uh, that's just the way it goes. This is an all-pro player, one of the best there is, and when he comes back, everybody's going to welcome him with open arms. Everybody has pride. They want to play. They want minutes, but uh, they're going to see that the coaching staff has to make a decision that's in the best interest. No personal uh, affront to anybody. This is what they're going to do in terms of what they think is best for the team. And and with that said, you you bring up a great point. I I do think Lee has what I call call a shoulder stinger. Now, when you give a, an up fake and you're near the basket, and then you're drawing a fall, sometimes you have a big guy that comes right down on you, and he's had that happen. I think a couple times, and I think that's lingered. But boy, I want to give him some praise. He has been such a aggressive, positive force off the bench. And I think he'll accept any role there is. You brought up Peyton's name. You know, to have these guys coming in and, and what they're, they're changing. A lot of times when you guys bring guys in on, from the bench, you're basically saying, okay, hold the score where it is. These guys are coming in and they're increasing the, the, the score. You're, instead of being five up, you're up 15. And, uh, and they're doing it in different ways. Leal knocked down a three. Peyton's catching alley-oop dunks. And then you got the acquisition of Bielitsa and Porter, who've done a terrific job. And I guess I'm going to call him Dr. Iguodala because he's got his doctorate in basketball. <laughs> I, I just love watching this guy play because from the shoulders up, he's a genius on the basketball floor. That he is. I mean, there there was that one game. I forget which game it was. He had 10 assists in 17 minutes. It was the first player off the bench to have 10 assists in under 18 minutes. I think NBA history was the line. I mean, he, he just impacts the game in so many ways. But but back to Clay again, the word from Woj yesterday, he could return before Christmas, December 20th against Sacramento, December 23rd against Memphis. Those are home games. And remember, Steve Kerr said in the preseason – that Clay's return is going to come at Chase Center. He doesn't want him playing a road game first, and he could practice in Santa Cruz. And from what I've heard from people around the organization, is that Clay wants to go to Santa Cruz. They they said, well, give him the option to bring Santa Cruz up to Chase Center, bring the Warriors up to Chase Center, the Santa Cruz Warriors. That is, he says, now nah, I want to go down there. Uh, he he wants to hit the waves. He was even talking about maybe taking his captain out on his boat and and, and taking uh, the the ride down from the SF Bay down to Santa Cruz. So he's He's all about the Santa Cruz life. Kev, how, how would you like? How would you feel if you were Joe Lacob, uh, Bob Myers, the coaches, when your one of your star players uh, says, "I'm going to take my boat uh, out through the out through the the Golden Gate Bridge, and I'm going to take a ride down to Santa Cruz." Holy moly, I think they'd call the Coast Guard to get an escort. I mean, he, he's amazing. I, I just get the biggest chuckle out of him. And uh, I just think it's great. But what what this is terrific news. And, and Woj, gosh darn it, he's on top. I think he's a espionage guy. He's got, what, the pulse of the league like nobody else. 
And uh, and I, this is great planning because we all know they're going to play on Christmas Day uh, and, and on a road game. So uh, they want him to be able to play on one of those two games before at home. So it tells me that everything is right on schedule. I think he's playing some three-on-three. Uh, I just saw some clips of him shooting and you know, the way he sets his feet, the way he glides around, it's effortless. And that's why is it that way? Because of all the repetition and time that he's put in. Because he loves yep. the game, and that's why he is the great shooter that he is. Yeah, and another good injury tidbit for Golden State. Uh, Monty Poole reporting yesterday, James Wiseman expected to scrimmage with the Santa Cruz Warriors and that he could be back with Golden State this month yeah that that's great news too and now on the other side of coin this is a this is a young guy and the 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 future's bright and everybody's got to have some patience with this guy uh he's not gonna you know he's gonna have some rust uh on in the engine and it's gonna take him some time and a little different than last year they're just not gonna hand him 30 minutes they're gonna make him earn minutes into the rotation and to have a presence uh, a big like that that you can play pick and roll with and what do they do do they double team with his man on Steph Curry or do they switch and then the big guy comes out on Steph uh, or do they look for him rolling to the basket what I like about him I think he's got very good hands I think he catches the ball extremely uh, well above his waist and um you know the key. The key for him, for me, and I, I just this is my feeling. I'm looking for him for rebounds, and looking for him to get good paint action on defense, contesting shots, blocking shots, and then run the floor. You're a terrific athlete. We call this a rim run. You run from one rim to the other rim, and that's going to make the defense honor and contract on you. And you're going to open it up for Steph and Clay and the shooters. So, future's bright, but I think we got to be a little patient with him. That we do. But it, he he played well in the minutes. Now, obviously, kind of the the advanced numbers weren't that great for Wiseman last year. He was around 11 points and six rebounds without really knowing how to play the NBA game all that well just because he didn't have the reps at the college level and then he got hurt. Uh, certainly a bright future for him. David, uh, we, we see you're on the line. we got to take a break. We will get to you after the break. Anyone else wants to call up, 888-957-9570. We'll come back, talk a little more Clay, talk about the rotations when Clay gets back, and we'll look back at Curry's 50-point game against the Atlanta Hawks. You're listening to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. If you've just joined us, don't worry. We saved your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Curry behind the back. Wait, stops it, pops on the way. Ridiculous three on the white sideline. Now, here's Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. The Warriors are teaming up with Kaiser Permanente to turn points into meals with swishes for dishes. For each point the Warriors score this season, 100 meals will be donated to Bay Area families in need. Visit warriors.com slash swish to learn more. Always good to come back to the humble uh, Kendrick Lamar instrumental. Love that instrumental. 
We are taking your calls here on 888-957-9570 here on 95.7 The Game. And we got David in San Francisco who wants to talk about the rotations when Clay gets back. Good evening, David. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I know it'll probably change over time as they get worked in. Um, but I'm, I'm just curious to hear your guys' thoughts about what the rotations might start to look like as uh, Clay and, and Wiseman come back. And I can take my answer off the air. You know, Kev, that Dave uh, brings up a point that uh, coaches in their meetings spend a lot, a lot of time on. And uh, the guy who I think does a fabulous job that, you know, Steve Kerr as a coach is tremendous at delegating to his staff. And Mike Brown, uh, he's phenomenal. He's like a computer. Uh, he's got it logged in and, and they, you know, back in the old days, I, I'll, I'll use this expression. A lot of times you coached by the seat of your pants. It was the feel of the game and what you needed and the matchups and all that kind of thing. And some coaches were locked into a starting lineup. Uh, now, you have to, in the course of 82 games, you're going to deal with injuries. Now, when these guys come back, uh, you know, Clay's minutes will progressively go up, and they'll get him eventually, with good fortune here, back up to the ideal number of, of 30 to 33 minutes a game. Now, what? who does that take minutes away from? So then you look at your wings, meaning your threes and your twos, and uh, as you guys talked about before, people like Lee and, and Peyton, some of those guys may not play as much. But this is a good problem because these guys are playing so gosh darn well that Steve's saying, I got to find time for these guys. I mean, they're game changers. So, um, you know, you and you also look to see who plays well together. Like, for example, right now you can feel that uh, Gary Payton really is comfortable out there with Steph Curry. And Steph even made the comment, he said, he's got me locked in and more focused on defense just because he's picking up at 94 feet and is so aggressive. So uh, what I love, too, about this team, they're challenging the rest of the NBA. They're playing small. And they're saying, hey, unless you pound it inside against us and post and get paint points and or you're killing us on the board, we're going to gang rebound, meaning our guards are going to come back and get some rebounds for us. We've seen a couple games where Steph has had 10. And then you rebound, and that's the finished product of the play, and then they're getting out in the open floor, and that's where they're just killing teams. So, um, you know, I, this, this reminds me of before Kevin Durant came, and this was the makeup of the team. And uh, it, it's just, it, I, I'm just loving watching it. I just, the guys look like, as Steve Kerr says, play with joy. And you could see how excited these guys are. Yeah, I, David, thanks for the call. I, I think kind of the, the initial thing that, that I think of, and I want to get to your point a little bit later. You talked about kind of how, GP2 is rubbing off even on, on Steph. I love that quote. I, I do want to revisit that point. But kind of, kind of the big thing that I think a lot of people are, are talking about is, well, Jordan Poole, he's going to be the odd man out 
in the starting five, and, and they're really looking for him to create for that second unit. And, and sometimes Jordan Poole can put his head down a little bit. I will say he is averaging a career high in assists this year, albeit it's just a, a three-year career now. But he is averaging more than three assists per game, and, and that is going to be key for Golden State for Jordan Poole to kind of ignite that second unit when Clay does return. Yeah, you're you're right on. I mean, he's the guy, and uh, he will he will come off the bench. You know, we use the phrase the six man. Well, he'll he'll be the third guard, and uh, I, I just think he's finding a comfort level. He's staying within himself. He's not trying to do too much. He's not forcing things. The older you get, the more the game slows down, and it's starting to slow down for him. I thought he was playing it probably 140 miles an hour his first couple years. And now he's letting, uh, understanding spacing on the floor and where to be, and uh, he's ready uh, to catch and shoot. When people run at him, he's ready to pump fake and drive the ball. And, And I've seen him make some nice passes. For a little while, I thought his defense was sliding a little bit, but I think he's regained his focus there and doing a nice job on that end. So we got to keep remembering he's only a third-year player, and he's very, very young, and he's really off to a terrific start. He will still get quality minutes. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Still 22 years old, Jordan Poole. Hit us up, 888-957-9570. Gary, you mentioned that he's starting to attack the rack a little more. I thought his drives, he's he's been very lethal on drives. And I'm a little surprised, and this was a big thing that Andre Iguodala brought up uh, after the, the Friday night win over the Pelicans, is that Jordan Poole hadn't gotten to the foul line a lot. And this kind of goes back to that PhD in basketball that you were mentioning, Gary, that, that Andre has. He mentioned... Well, he's kind of needling Jordan to get to the line. Then he got to the line nine times against Houston. But he's still averaging under just two free throw attempts per game. And it looks like a lot of times he's falling on the floor after drives. Now, whether that's because he's generating contact or he's a little out of control, uh, that that's a, something I wanted to get your opinion on. Because how, how can a guy like that who is as aggressive as Jordan Poole is get to the foul line more when he already is driving a lot? Well, the smartest thing to do is ask for a locker change. Get right next to Andre Iguodala. That might be the best seat in the locker room. (laughs) And uh, sometimes coaches will have certain guys sit next to certain guys. They want something to rub off on the guy. Now, what what Draymond is saying is, is this. He's getting stronger. I don't think he's filled out completely. But we've got a rule change, and they're not giving... These calls that, you know, that Harden and Doncic and Young and these guys have been getting uh, 15 free throws a game. Uh, when you initiate, it, it better be legit. They're not going to bail you out. So that's going to be an understanding on Poole's part and understand that if you flop, you're, you're not going to get the call anymore. Uh, You've got to really understand how to get it done. He had the one positive game and you know what? Being around the vets and now being in the rotation, you can't teach experience. He's getting minutes. He's learning every single game. And uh, the thing I like about him, he's listening to guys. You know, Draymond makes the point about him what a hard worker he's been before and after practice. 
He puts in his, they use the expression, put in your time. But then you've got to learn the nuances of the game. And that's the next step for him. And a, and a quality shooter like him uh, as gets a lot of attention from the opponent. And then if this attention is given to him, how do you take advantage of it? Get yourself to the free throw line. Hey, it is very true that that he is a guy who does take to coaching. It's uh, you mentioned Draymond Green talking with him. There was kind of a snippet that went around on Twitter where Draymond and Jordan were having a, a heated discussion uh, during a break, but then they dapped up, made up. Everything's all good between them. Uh, a, a, yeah, hey, <laughs> Draymond trying to light the fire underneath someone. That's what like, he does. Like, you think you're going to have a real calm discussion with Draymond during the game? <laughs> no such thing. Another vet that he can learn from, of course, is Stephen Curry. And I, Gary, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we're about to actually go into Steph, and this is our second show together. That's kind of how diverse the contributions have been this year, but we have to talk about Stephen Curry's 50 burger against the Atlanta Hawks. And people around the building said they could kind of feel it coming. And Steph went off against Trey Young, 50 points and 10 assists, the oldest player to hit those benchmarks in NBA history, the third Warrior to go for 50 and 10 dimes alongside Wilt and Rick Barry. So that is some great company. But what comes to your mind, Gary, when you think back about that special Monday night at Chase Center when Steph Curry lit the world on fire? Well, we've been blessed to see a, a, a lot of these. And and you know what? Early on, you could feel it. And, of course, I, again, I, I'm sitting in, in my nice uh, chair, and I do have a glass of red from Priest Ranch next to me. And I said to my wife, MJ, I said, hey, Honey, you better put down the iPad. We've got a virtuoso performance going here. I can feel it. And holy moly, he just, he it was amazing. And he has so much fun. I just love the way he, he just gets it going with the fans. You know, he's dancing a little bit and he's got the arms going and all that kind of thing. And his teammates are going unbelievable crazy. You know, if we can go into the coaching tank for a minute, I want you to think about him yeah. going to his left. We're in the midcourt. Say he's at the top of the key. When he gets a bigger guy on him or a guy not as quick, watch when he's dribbling to his left with the ball in his left hand. So his right leg is his inside leg, and we call it a step-back jumper. So he's dribbling left, and all of a sudden he steps in between the defender's legs with his right foot. And when he does that, the weight's on his right leg, and then he steps back and creates separation from the defender, and then he's knocking in these step-back threes. And he does it because he's got an amazing handle, and he's got an amazing uh, just body of work that you have to honor him. He's a nightmare to have to guard. I mean, it's truly amazing, and and like you said, Kev. I mean that was that was a phenomenal uh, performance. I I just love sitting there watching it. I had a smile on my face every minute he was on the floor. 
Did did you see over the internet the, the Hawks broadcast team? Uh, I they were a little peeved when he got to fifty points. They're like, "What's the big difference between forty eight and 50? Well, I, I do think fifty is a a pretty round number to to hit. But I mean, when you were on the other side, maybe your your team was was getting blown out in the game, and someone yeah. was going off, and they were staying in the game to hit a benchmark. I mean, what was going through your mind? How about we defend a little bit better? And not get embarrassed. Uh, that that's our that's on us. We've we've got to do the job, and uh, you you can't. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if that was their radio or TV crew. Uh, I know Dominique Wilkins very it was their well. Their TV crew. And I I have a hard time. I don't know if Dominique was working that game, but I have a hard time believing that that he was at the forefront of those comments, uh, because he was a fabulous player and had, he had many nights that he scored fifty. Uh, that to me is complete sour grapes by the Atlanta crew. How, how about this for, from Steph? We talk so much about his offense, but defensively, he has a defensive rating of 98.9 this year, which is the second best mark of his career. And it was 97.4 before the Minnesota game. He has the, the best rebounding percentage of his career at 9.0. And this is what Damian Lee had to say about uh, Steph's defense. He's a very underrated defender. He's stronger than you would think. And and we've seen him get stronger over the years. Those those biceps are getting more ripped by the year, it seems like. But a lot of people look at him and think, okay, 6'3 and whatever he weighs. But he's a lot stronger than most people think. He puts effort into the defense just as much as he does offense. What have you seen from Steph on the defensive side of the floor? Well, you know what? It's a body of work in the offseason. Obviously, he's working on his body. And when you take a uh, take a look back when he was really young, when he came into the league and compare him now, that means he's put the work in in the weight room. He, he, and, and that's allowed him to be stronger with the ball when he goes to the hoop to absorb contact, get something up at the rim. He is able to get in there and bang a little bit and get rebounds. And I think he's he's just probably more durable. Um, now, individually, uh, in the past, people have said, oh, you know, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. Listen, th- this is one of the greatest, the greatest shooter ever. And uh, he is an sh- extremely intelligent player. So watch him and off the ball and deflections, steals, and reading the, the scheme and the rotation. Now, on the ball, some teams have tried to go at him in the past, and, you know, maybe he didn't have the lateral mobility to take guys out. Uh, but not a lot of people do against other great players. That's been one of the beauties of this team, that Clay Thompson's a unique defender at his size. And I think we forget that he's he's probably 6'7", or maybe a short 6'6", that he had the lateral mobility to guard all of the three positions, the one, two, and three. So I think people should put that to sleep about uh, Steph's defense being a little deficient. I, I think he's such an intelligent player within. It's the team concept, and I, I think he's, he's at the forefront of everything they're doing. Yeah, the numbers say that he is having a very good defensive year, and I want to go back to, to what you said earlier about 15 minutes ago or so when you mentioned the point that Steph said you know, Gary Payton II 
is rubbing off on me on the defensive end. And how often do you hear the MVP of the league, a two-time MVP at that, say that the 15th man on the team is inspiring him? And I think we do see it on the defensive end because it makes him more excited to to put on ball pressure. When you see the young glove doing what he's doing, it, it just really raises the intensity of everyone else. You know, you just got to feel good about Gary Payton. Listen, this hasn't been an easy walk in the park for him. He's He's been pursuing guaranteed contracts, but he's never lost faith or belief in himself. And he sticks true to his identity. He's got a big personality, like somebody else we know, his dad. And he's a great defender, like his dad. And you don't know where your opportunities are going to come as a, as a player. And he's bounced around to a number of teams. And uh, here he goes. He's the 15th guy. And there's the debate about ha- taking Bradley. There was debate about leaving the 15th spot open because of the impact on the luxury tax. He, he was looked at by a lot of teams. I was talking to my son, who's on the coaching staff with Jason Kidd with, uh, with Dallas. And he said they they took a really hard look at him. And I said, too bad you didn't you guys didn't make that move. And the Warriors are really really happy. Yeah, and fortunate that nobody picked him up on waivers so they could get him back at the start of the regular season. He also is kind of their next vertical spacer. I remember Jaron Collins, former Golden State assistant coach, referring to JaVale McGee as a vertical spacer for the Dubs. And Peyton the second is kind of brought that back to Golden State, and obviously Wiseman uh, can fill that role in as well when he gets back. But Gary Payton the second getting it done on both sides of the floor. Well, we're running up against it, folks. Coming up next will be Kolsky and company. He'll have you from 7 to 10 p.m. Before we do go away, we do want to let you know about our upcoming broadcast presented by Ticketmaster. Tomorrow, the homestand ends against the Chicago Bulls, tied for the best record in the East with the Washington Wizards of all teams. Both teams 8-3 and three entering today. That'll be a 7 p.m. tip, 6.30 airtime. Hoops for Troops presented by Pepsi and NBC Sports Authentic Fan Friday. Then on Sunday, they begin a four-game road trip to the East Coast. It starts at Charlotte, 3.30 airtime, 4 p.m. tip. Tuesday the 16th at Brooklyn. That'll be a big one going up against KD and the Nets. 4 p.m. airtime, 4.30 tip. And then Thursday at Cleveland, 4.30 tip for airtime. And Friday at Detroit, Friday, November 19th, Thursday the 18th at Cleveland, Friday the 19th at Detroit, 4 p.m. tip, 3.30 airtime. So, up next, Kolsky and friends Dan Devine and Shamari Block are filling in for Kolsky today. So a big thank you to our crew, led by our producer Sam Lubman. Working the board today, Craig Valentino for Gary St. Jean. I'm Kevin Dana. Thank you for calling in today, folks. You've been listening to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 